when Jesus uh, had risen from the dead and the women came, uh, the angel said to them, he's going before you into Galilee. And the young lady that shared at Trout Lake this morning actually shared this same uh, scripture. And I'd, I'd just like to read this thought to you before we have some sharing from our, from our congregation today about our church. And it's when uh, Mary and the other women had come to the tomb and they saw a young man dressed in white sitting at the right side of the tomb, and they were alarmed. Don't be alarmed, he said. You are looking for Jesus the Nazarene who was crucified. He has risen. He is not here. See the place where they laid him. But go, tell his disciples and Peter, he is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him just as he told you. And for me, this thought has gripped me for a number of weeks now, and maybe even longer is that when his first disciples to come to the tomb came looking for him after his resurrection, the instruction that they were giving, that they were given was, you will see him, but he's gone ahead of you, and you're going to have to follow him to see him. And there's something about the stories that we hear today, about it's in the following that we see him. When Moses asked God to see his face, God said, it'll kill you. But here's how you can see me. I'll show you my back parts. You can follow me and you'll see me in the following. And so the folks that are sharing today have seen Jesus in the following. And part of their following has involved becoming connected to our church. And so it's very, very intertwined. And uh, we, we have a couple of stories. Uh, one family and... Uh, and, one, and then another story from one person uh, that is going to share. And we just, we, we don't have a lot of time, but we just ask each of them to share for a couple of minutes uh, just what the church has meant to them in their following of Jesus and, and what impact being part of the East Side Vineyard has been as we celebrate our 24th anniversary. And we kind of wanted to have uh, some old timers, some long timers, uh, some people who've been here a really, really long time, like Longer than me, and that's long. Uh, and, and then some people that have come more recently and uh, to hear, hear their story as well. So first of all, let's hear from the, uh, the long-time old-timers, Miles and Karen and family. Come on up, you guys. Let's welcome them. Uh, Miles was probably maybe the first person in the Vancouver Eastside Vineyard I ever laid eyes on. He was leading worship that day. I would describe the outfit he had on that day, but it would take me too long to elaborate. <laughs> okay. So tell us, uh, guys, uh, do you want me to give you questions, or are you just ready to share? I like the interview. You like the interview? All right. The interview. Good. Okay. All right. So, uh, first of all... Grab another mic. Good idea. <laughs> so, Miles... When, when I first arrived, of course, you were still a single guy at the time, yeah. trying to live in a single guy's house, uh-huh. and that was, you looked pretty rough for wear for that, oh, yeah. but um, uh, tell us how you, you connected to the church and what, what drew you here. Uh, my girlfriend at the time. <laughs> no, we were looking around for a, yeah, sorry, it's, 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 it's just the way it was, right? Yeah, no, um, we were, I was just, uh, I was at, at another church for a while, and I... I 
didn't, couldn't find a church that was kind of just personal where you could just kind of plug in. And, and it, was, it was a bigger church I was going to. And I came to the vineyard, and that, that morning it was on the back lawn of the Hastings Community Center, down in that lower part when you drive by the Hastings Community Center. And there's uh, a really nice grass and trees. And it was just a really, really nice time. And I met, like, Doug Jeffers, the worship leader at the time. And he asked me to bring my bass. And, like, about two weeks later, I was playing on the worship team for years and years and years and years. And <laughs> ever since then, I've been playing on worship. And I've just found this, this church to be uh, a place where, where I can just personally connect to people and uh, form some meaningful relationships and, and grow towards God in our uh, in our in our relationship and, and to others. Awesome! Thanks, yeah. Miles. Okay. Um, so uh, either of you can share this. Why? Yeah, we kind of heard from Miles why he came, but uh, maybe Karen why you came and, and why did you stay? I guess. Okay. Um. Well, I came because of a roommate at the time who was in YWAM Vancouver. And this was a church that she was attending, and we lived in the West End. And I came, and on my very first Sunday, I had been going to a number of quite formal churches before that. (laughs) Um, And the very first Sunday, there was this guy named Gordy Gibosh who was walking around the back, and he had a two-liter can of Coke or a bottle of Coke with him. And he was just walking back and forth. And he welcomed me. He remembered my name the next Sunday. Wow. And, and I thought, you know, if this is the kind of church where... Okay. If this is the kind of church where I can just kind of sit at the back, I don't have to sit on the chairs, and people can walk around and just talk to each other, it felt good. And then a couple Sundays... Or months later or so, I saw this guy on the worship team, and he was wearing um, army boots and long johns and cut-off shorts on top and a biker jacket, and he looked really badass, and I thought, wow, he's probably got a motorbike out back. A a ploy. (laughs) And he didn't at all. He's a total teddy bear, but... I was attracted to how he looked because I used to dress exactly the same. <laughs> and, yeah. So tell us, in, in a nutshell, what, in this whole thing of following Jesus, what, how has this church helped you do that? Hmm. Well, uh, I've been discipled by, by many people here. And there's a lot of people that have spoken into my life and just uh, been able to give me real direction and uh, real issues, you know. It's, uh, it's a real blessing to have um, a group of nice core group of people that, uh, that were able to uh, mentor and be mentored, you know. Yeah. Uh, we got, what I didn't mention was that Karen and I got married in this church and we've had <laughs> our children dedicated in this church. Yeah. So, yeah. So it's been... It's been a real blessing. Wow. Is there any thoughts that you have? Being, having been here, I mean, Karen, you came a, a, a few years later than Miles, but you've both been here, probably some of our longest-running members now. Any, any, any final observations on the last, whatever, 20 years, 22 years? You've watched people come. You've watched people grow and go. And you've seen the, the transients. And, and, and yet, uh, what, what, have, what, what have you observed? What 
what, what, is there any encouragement or mm -hmm. exhortation you can give us or rebuke? <laughs> well, firstly, we're honored um, that you guys are our extended family and that you guys are the aunts and uncles and, and cousins and friends of our children. And that's something that's really important to us, and that's one of the reasons why we stay, because we're with family here. And sometimes we're a bit of a dysfunctional family, but that's why Christ came, right? <laughs> so it's where we fit in, and we feel blessed to be here. And when it comes to the folks that have been here for a while and have moved on, um, we miss them, but we know that wherever we go and travel in the world, we'll always have friends to stay with, and a lot of them are connected through the church. Um, Last weekend, we were just up in Vanderhoof, and we had the privilege of going to Art and Dixie's church with them and just seeing where they've been able to plant some roots there. And that was really neat and special for us. Yeah, um, early on in the, in the, uh, when I first came, um, Charmaine and Joe uh, Kelder uh, were the founders of this church, and Charmaine had a vision of uh, more of a, a, a word from God about one of the things the church was to be. And she had a picture of a, of a hospital where uh, you would have uh, people come and they would be mended and then they would be sent out again. And we've sent so many people out on missions to other parts, start our churches. Um, oh yeah, so, so I, think, I think that's something that uh, I've just seen confirmed over the years. Well, Miles and Karen and Izzy and Tilly, we just want to thank you for, for who you are and being part of our church, being such pillars. Uh, you've blessed us and encouraged us in so many ways, and it's just good to hear from you, sharing your hearts. Thank you. Thanks so much. Thank you. So come on up, Gloria. Gloria is a, a little newer. And uh, came probably over the last year. I'll, I'll let her share kind of the time frame. But um, how are you feeling today, Gloria? Much better, thank are you. Are you? Good. Yeah. We've been praying for you. Thank you. So uh, tell us, well, how you ended up here and, and uh, why you came and why you stayed. Well, I hadn't been a regular attendee at any church for many years, and my life actually was at a point where I was feeling pretty darn hopeless. <clears throat> and uh, two of my sisters in Alberta, they kept saying to me, Glow, it's time for you to go back to church. Glow, it's time for you to go back to church. Well, one day I, I listened, and, and uh, my one sister said, you know, you really need to check out the vineyard because I think you're going to love it. So I had, I had come here the odd time, and I have shared this before, but every time there was worship, I would cry my eyes out, and I felt so embarrassed that I'd come, and then I wouldn't come back for three or four months. <laughs> so when they were encouraging me to, to find a church, I came here, and uh, I felt extremely welcome. And it will be two years at the end of August this year, so time really goes quickly. Wow. Yeah, and... Um, it was interesting because I came and then the next weekend was camp weekend. So I couldn't, yeah, there was no church the next weekend. So I checked out another church and it wasn't for me. And then I checked out another church and I, I didn't think Jesus was 
anywhere present. <laughs> so it was like, okay, let's get back to the vineyard. And uh, Karen nailed it when she said home, because for me, the vineyard has become home. And um, you all have become my extended family. I um, really love and enjoy uh, sharing your children. I, I watch them and I have little conversations with them every week. And um, yeah, I just totally enjoy the family atmosphere here. And I like that there's no pretension. Um, you know, you, you come as you are and you're accepted exactly as you are and exactly as you are not. Uh, you can participate as much as you want or as little as you want. Um, I've never felt any pressure. I've only felt love and contribution here. It, um, it filled me very quickly with hope. And I do know now um, that I am not alone. Yeah. Um, I have been kind of ill recently. And it was, it, it, as I was taking myself to the hospital uh, a couple of weeks, I guess it's only just a week ago now, but I um, totally got that I don't need to do this by myself. So I, you know, sent out an email to my good friends from my Bible study group that I've been attending regularly and uh, to Gordy and to Joanna and I knew right away that uh, I was loved and being prayed for and being taken care of. And that was just so touching. And it really made a difference in my life. <laughs> well, thank you. And I'm crying again. <laughs> so, and uh, yeah, thank you all. Uh, thank thank you, you for being here. It's been such a blessing to have you. You've been up to Lower Post at least once? Yes, right? I've been up to Lower Post once, and then I was up to Vanderhoof again uh, just before Christmas. So, yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed going to Lower Post. That was just, uh, my sister came with me. Um, one of my sisters from the Prairies came and uh, did the mission with us. So that was really a joy, having, having her with me and sharing that. And actually, in April, we're going to do a Christian conference in Kelowna. Hmm. They planned it, and they said, okay, Glow, <laughs> this is where you need to be for this week. I went, okay, sounds good. <laughs> so... Well, it's so wonderful to have you as part of our church, Gloria, to see what God's doing in your life. And uh, we're standing with you through these, these challenges. And uh, you're going to win because Jesus is risen. Absolutely. Is risen. Jesus is risen. Thanks so much for sharing. Hallelujah. <laughs> so just to pick up that thought of, again, of uh, Jesus uh, announcing to his disciples, uh, uh, I, will, I will meet you in Galilee after this is all over. After this is all over, I'm going to meet you in Galilee. And of course, the angel, when he met the women at the tomb, he reminded them, you want to see him? He's alive. If you're going to see him, you have to follow him. Can you take that thought with you this week? If I'm going to see him, I'm going to have to follow him. It's in the following that we see him. But does anybody remember where he first announced that? I'll meet you in Galilee. Does anybody remember the context? 
It's fascinating to me. I, I, I just, my mind and my heart's just been just wrestling with this thought for, for weeks. He had just finished saying to all of his disciples, you are all going to disown me. You're all going to run away. You're going to deny me. He says, but when it's over, I'll meet you in Galilee. Isn't that amazing? In other words, you're going to mess up. And, and of course, Peter jumped in. You remember Peter at that point said, oh yeah, these guys, I, I, I know, they're weaklings. But I'll stand. If everybody else runs away, I'm with you, buddy. I got your back. Right? And then Jesus, of course, announced to Peter, you're going to deny me three times. But after it's all over, I'll meet you in Galilee. I, I love the matter-of-factness about it. You know, you're going to screw up. You're going to mess up. It's going to be a mess. But after it's over, I'll be waiting. I'll be there. And we'll continue on. And some of you need to hear that this morning. You need, that is God's word for you. Is you've screwed up, you've messed up, or maybe you've hit some turbulence in your life, and Jesus is saying, I'm waiting for you in your Galilee. And I feel what he's saying to us this morning is I'm waiting for you in the dining room downstairs. <laughs> so we're going to go meet with him there. And uh, it is humorous, but it's true. He wants to meet and eat with us. So what I'd like us to do, the instruction is this, is to, is to grab your things, and uh, I think probably we'll, we'll secure the sanctuary in a minute. But uh, if you're new, what you do is you go downstairs. Do not line up, okay? Do not line up at the buffet table. Sit down. Find a place. Find a seat where you're going to sit. And sit there and wait. And in a minute, I'll come and continue my sermon. I mean, uh, we'll say grace. And, and yes, Veronica, if some, because we don't have wheelchair accessibility downstairs, if some people would be willing to get a meal for her and bring it up and sit with her, that would be really a blessing as well. Also, I was supposed to announce for the kids that after the meal, after the meal, there's going to be a hunt, right? All right? And it's going to be... I think, it's, I think it's up here. Okay. But you have to eat your turkey first. Okay. No chocolate without turkey. That's the rule. All right. So go. I'll meet you in Galilee downstairs.